guys. Thanks for tuning in again for another episode of AA for Entrepreneurs. This is Drew. This is Adam. Can't believe we're on episode 16 already. This is insane. I know. It's so great. I was actually writing down a schedule of like the releases for the next month and being able to write AA for Entrepreneurs episode 20. Like we're going to be 20 episodes deep by mid next month. I know. That's (laughs) that's so insane. Yeah. It feels like like just a couple of weeks ago when we were at episode one. Yeah. I always go back to that. Feels like yesterday that it was like an idea. You know? Right. You're like, man, there's no local podcast out here. What do we what do we call it? Yeah. <laughs> like I wish I remembered like the other names we had. I don't know if we had any other names. No, I don't know. I think it was like I, I my brain immediately was like, hey, for entrepreneurs. Yeah, it just worked. It clicked really well. Um, so you just had an epically great weekend. Yes. I'm still recovering. I'm still exhausted. Uh Man, literally Friday night, we had the launch party for Harvest Cup, went there and mingled with a few people. I stayed pretty quiet for the most part. You know, I kind of kept to the people I knew at the launch party. Didn't feel like it was uh, a bunch of people trying to network like that that night, at least, you know, Uh, which I was hoping it would be more of. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, Saturday, you know, I I showed up to the event at 830 in the morning and was there till 630 at night doing interviews, networking with people, like nonstop talking to the point where I got home and I'm just like, hey, babe. Drained. Yeah, I had a great day. (laughs) Are you sure? You sound off. I'm like, I don't want to talk. (laughs) That's the thing like about talking with people all day. It's it takes work. Lots of energy. It takes a lot of time. And then by the time you get home, you're just like, all right, I need to recharge. Yep. That's exactly. So that's what it was how like. that's how Friday was. Or all Saturday. Day, every day. That was sad. Well, Friday night, you know, I think if there was one thing I would change about this, it would have been to like not go Friday night because I ended up not getting home till like midnight, twelve fifteen, okay. and then I had to wake up at six thirty and get ready and go to Harvest Cup by eight thirty. So I was just like, by the time I got there, I was just like chugging a whole coffee and I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it it worked, but. Uh, I probably would have saved my energy for Saturday and Sunday more so because by the time it got to Sunday, I honestly got to the event and I was just like, wow, I'm really tired. I got to push through this. I only got like three more interviews I got to do and I want to do a little bit more networking. I brought Courtney with me because I was talking about her all day Saturday. So she was like a rock star. Everybody (laughs) wanted to meet her. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, it came Sunday. I wrapped up everything perfectly. Ended up actually getting a caricature done for the first time. It was oh, kind of cool. cool. So um, overall, literally like one of the most epic, amazing events I've ever been a part of. I mean, it's really my first official, you know, event that I've done press for. It was cool to have walking around with the press pass and stuff. People are looking at me like, what do you do? Oh, you don't have a booth? What do you do? And now I got to like talk to them. Like, oh, yeah. you know, I have a podcast with my friend Andy and I'm starting up a media company and just talking about all the different things. Yeah. So you um, met you met a lot of great people there. So many dudes. So many incredible, incredible, incredible people. Loving, amazing, just happy people that you know. It's it's cool to see like the cannabis community come together. Um, I feel like, and I've said this. It's this is going to be kind of redundant to hear because I've probably said it in a lot of the videos or interviews, but. Every time that one of those kind of events happens for cannabis, the whole community grows. Every single business, every single person or personality, like it all grows because like 
it, it's like empowering to see other people doing the same thing as you and, and going and plunging into the un- completely unknown because you know it's like brand new legalities and right. it's been illegal for over a hundred years basically. So it's totally foreign. Yeah, everything about it. Yeah. So not only you know starting a business and having a business is pretty foreign as it is, but then jumping into this whole market where a lot of it's in the gray area is is, is incredible and. To hear yeah, people's you know stories, what? like I, I went home on Saturday. And I literally, like, I was watching a couple of the videos, and Courtney's like, "Are you crying?" I was like, you "Might have tears in my eyes. Leave me alone," like, because I didn't get to like feel that when I was interviewing them. You know what I mean? I was, right. I was such a work mode. Like, I was listening, but I wasn't like feeling. You know, yeah, I wasn't you weren't emotionally in touch at the moment. You I, had a lot going on. I kept my energy high, 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 high the whole day. So like I. No matter how tired I got, no matter how sad somebody's story was or made me want to feel emotional, like just kept my energy high, 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 high and kept it like moving through the whole thing. And, you know, I, I was talking to you about this earlier. We, there was a couple of interviews that you could tell they're, they're nervous and stuff. And I got to kind of yeah. warm them up in the interview and get them going. And it's gonna, it's a fun skill to like build interviewing skills. Yeah, it, it feels it feels good. I mean, it's a just having the ability to communicate with somebody and to be like, Hey, listen, it's, it's no big deal. It's just because there's a camera here and whatever it's a camera. It's like a conversation. Yep. So you kind of get, get used to talking to people and it's fun. Yep. You know, I've actually gotten better at, you know, talking to the camera. Cause I've actually been like, if you look at a camera, it's an eye, you know, like it is literally an eye. So it's like making eye contact with somebody. And that's kind of the way I've been, I've been viewing the camera. You know, being in front of the camera, and it's, exactly it's gotten right. me a lot more comfortable with it. Yeah. So, basically, and it's it's actually a lot easier to look directly into the lens of a camera than it is to look directly into somebody's eye. Yeah. Because like looking into somebody's eye gets like uncomfortable. <laughs> this doesn't get uncomfortable. Like, do they the think camera. that I'm being weird? <laughs> like, am I looking too deep into their eyes? I don't right. know, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So that excellent weekend. You got the whole month lined up of like release dates of when yep. you're going to publish. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to figure interviews. out a good, a, a good graphic to put that together with, with the release dates. I'm trying to figure out if I want to release them all at once and then break it up like once a week, post about them again. Or if I want to mm-hmm. just post it like weekly and then, you know, I mean, kind of go from there because I think right. maybe planning it too far ahead might not work. So maybe I'm going to let like the businesses know when I'm going to release so they can get ready to promo and everything too. Yeah. Um, I'm still, I'm still, I still got some brainstorming to do on that. Yeah. So. You, got pl- you got plenty of time. Yeah. I, I got the first couple weeks planned at least so I can, you know, get all the videos edited, done, and then, you know, planning goes from there. It's been incredible. It was, it was seriously so humbling. So humbling. I just put out a wrap up video yesterday about the event, just showing some cool stuff that happened and then just, talking about all the people I interviewed and how cool it was and you know learned a lot from that too yeah <laughs> spent a couple hours on a wrap-up video and learned how to do new, new text graphics and, and I learned how to mess with the audio more in premiere and it's, it's, it's just so it's so fun I, I don't know <laughs> it's so awesome right. we're, you're so lucky we're so lucky that you we can do the things that we enjoy doing yeah yeah I think it's uh it's important, you know, like we, as humans, I feel like so many people just like do what they have to and never do what they want to. And I feel like so many people feel like that can't coincide and that's just not true. 
you know, like you can do what you love. It's probably going to suck for a long time. <laughs> it's going to, you know, be like, I didn't get paid for this weekend. I worked probably 20 hours, 20 to 25 hours total of like yeah. riding, networking, filming, interviewing for free as a volunteer service to like get their name out and also obviously help help me and, and get more attention and more content and 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 spread value and good stories to people so that's what it's about yeah. the, the money i mean the money really doesn't matter it'll come it, yeah you know I, I did have some conversations with some people you know uh i got pretty deep into like what i was doing as far as like the media company and everything and one of the things they did say is that i need to stop being so scared to ask for money uh, I had somebody approach me and ask me how much I charged to run social media accounts. And I kind of froze up. Like, it, it's not like me at all. I froze up. I was like, uh, I don't know. I've been kind of, you know, just doing my own and then giving other people advice for free. Yeah. And that interaction definitely did not go the right way. <laughs> and you weren't prepared for it. Exactly. Now that I've kind of thought, I've, I've thought about it. I've talked to people like Kristen from, from Cannabis and, you know, I kind of see what exactly it, it's worth, you know, like how much people are paying for it. Um, tons. Tons. And, you know, the client was very serious about it. So, you know, when I see them again, because I know, uh, I think there's an event coming up within the next few weeks that they're going to be at, that I'm going to be at. And I want to talk to them again and just be like, hey, I, you know, I'm going to have to deep dive into all their social media, see what they're doing right, see what they're doing wrong. See what I can improve on. See, you know, as a whole, like how everything is, and then kind of approach them like, "Hey, I looked over all this stuff. Yeah, I would love to work with you for this amount of money." And then from there, you know, yeah, maybe sign a contract. Be like, "Okay, this is it's going to be six months X, contract, X amount of money for this amount of time. Yeah. It's going to include uh, this many posts per week. Maybe a marketing campaign. Maybe a video shot." Yeah. And just kind of have different different levels. Yep. Like so, people have choices. Yeah. They say, "Oh, I want the the bronze level or the gold level." So it's nice for people to be able to see and be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that sounds good. I want I want to do that." Or multi. Yeah. Multi platforms. You want to do two or three. Yeah. I know. I know. Like big multi million dollar companies, they're they're charging like uh, some marketing media companies are charging like seven thousand dollars a month. Yeah to manage their yeah. accounts and that's huge and, you know like i'm that not obviously going to be charging that much but yeah like for me you know like i could go a quarter of that price and probably do a better job than most social media agencies you know right. and because i'm going to care probably more yeah you know uh so yeah it's just like the, the biggest thing is to find your clientele yes. and just be like okay how much money do they have how much money are they willing to spend? Because yeah. a lot of times, especially if you like look around local small businesses, they're not making a ton of money. So it's like, all right, how much, how much can I bring to them? Mm -hmm. And can I make this worth it? So it's like, sometimes you got to work for like really bare bones. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do feel like, you know, you have to, you have to price it accordingly, you know, like, when I, when I think about these ideas, I'm trying to think of how I'm going to scale up, you know, and, and you can't start too low because then the scale up is harder. So like where I want to start is going to be, you know, 
where a lot of social media companies are and it's and then kind of you know if they can afford that great you know i threw that number out there and that's what we're going to do if not we could find a number that works you right. know what i mean um i think a lot of the problem with it or not problem but a lot of the uh difficulty with it is just going to be giving people proper expectations of like you know money isn't going to come flowing in right away this is a gradual process the attention you're getting is eventually going to lead to more money and more sales. And the better, we, you know, the quicker you get to 10,000 followers on Instagram, you can start posting links in your stories and it helps in sales. So like, it's just, it's just about building up to that point where you're able to do more stuff and sell more products and it will happen. You just have to be patient. Work. Yeah. Yeah. Work and be patient. So that's, that's where I'm at that. And you know, the media company playing into it, being able to do all the video interviews and doing everything essentially is, is going to be like a whole package deal in itself. So, so if in the, the whole media aspect, what do you think is the, the, your least favorite job? Like what would you outsource first when, when you start to scale up? Um, yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. I would, I would say, I would have said like social media stuff like a month ago, but now it's like, damn, having control of your social media is kind of a good thing. <laughs> like you can really like show people who you are and everything. So having somebody yeah. else run that might, might not be able to do it as good. You know, um, I think how, how Gary does his social media is kind of how I would want to do mine or Gary, he does it. Um, where he has somebody basically like choose the picture right. and he does the writing part of it. So like choosing a picture for me is like one of the hardest things. Like, oh, damn, I just took I have 25 options and I'm not feeling any of them today. <laughs> what do I post? Damn it. Or just, I'm not going to post today. And that's, yeah. So you maybe get like an editor. Yeah, probably. Um, because I, I would say like a video editor for the post, but Again, once we have everything going the way it's going to be going, I won't, the post is going to be nothing. <laughs> it's going to be adding in extra text effects that I now have time to do when I'm, when I'm not editing for five, six hours and sick of looking at my screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's going to be incredible to watch this even grow even more now that we both have video editing. Have, have you ever? No, oh. nothing. I'm starting at the, at the very bottom. Oh, so, so maybe... What are you doing the rest of the day? Building my computer. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm going to build, build that and then get the software and then maybe dabble in the uh, building the foundation of knowledge that you need to use the software. I think you just need to use it. Like to practice. Just yeah. Like maybe in. next week's podcast, we'll like record it and we'll edit it at your house. And sure. that's the way I learned like Casher taught me basically everything on Adobe, like from yeah. Premiere uh, to audition, to Photoshop a little bit, you know, it's really incredible how much you can learn on that. And I'm still learning. Like I literally, yesterday I learned like five new things on Premiere and it was, it made me so happy. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be able to bring that to AA for entrepreneurs and make that better too. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like video editing. It goes kind of touches back into what we talked about last week, where it's, it's one of those skills that is super important to have in, in this era. 
right? I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say video editing is super important for the everyday person, mm -hmm. but it's super important for the person that wants to uh, build a brand, build themselves and put out content. Content creation is huge, huge, huge. If you're going to be an entrepreneur or a small business owner, you know, like you might not want to advertise online and you might not want to be as active on Facebook and Instagram, but if you want to be successful, 99.9% .9 of businesses need to do it. So it's one of those things you just got to either suck it up and do it or suck it up and hire somebody to do it. Right. There's no other way. There's no in between. If you're not going hard on social media, you're getting passed by other people. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the future. I mean, it's the present, actually. Mm -hmm. And who knows? I wonder where it's going to go next. Where the social media is important now. I, I wonder if augmented reality, VR, somehow will become the new social media. Mm. With the gaining attention because one day I mean you can see it now I was last week I was on Facebook and I saw a Bud Light ad mm. I'm like ooh this is the first I've ever seen a big company advertise on Facebook so this is um, yeah if he's getting this is, head, I guess <laughs> yeah, I mean, it certainly is it's 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 almost obvious I can't believe it's been this long for them to realize it well I think a lot of it is them. You know, Gary talks a lot about how these older people get in their position of power and get a lot of money. And then instead of learning how to grow with the environment, they try to change the laws. You know, <laughs> they, they get comfortable and they try to try to change the laws to prevent yeah. anyone else to get above them. Yep. And they so try to convince ridiculous. people that TV commercials are more effective than social media commercials. Silly. First of all, a TV commercial is so expensive to make never mind what it takes to advertise on the channel yeah like to advertise on facebook is like pennies compared to tv you know so that's why like you and i are both like kind of getting into this this realm of like we need to make social media commercials for businesses like this is the next wave for us yeah. you know and it, it's, it's kind of weird because you kind of think when you look back to radio when radio was the big thing and then TV came out, the way that radio made commercials, I mean, the way that TV made commercials was very similar to how commercials were made via radio. Yep. And, and now we're kind of getting to the point where people are making video commercials like it's supposed to be on TV, whereas it needs to be directed towards social media. But that's kind of weird because I don't necessarily know if anyone's really figured out exactly how that's to be done. Yeah, because a lot of people feel like ads are invasive on social media and a lot of people haven't embraced it fully, you know, like, but you have to realize that these media companies need to advertise somewhere. And if all your attention is on Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat, where do you think they're going to advertise? Like, you know, who watches commercials? When I, when commercials come on, I go play on my phone, I get food, I go smoke a bowl, like, I do anything but watch the commercial. Fast forward. Yeah, fast forward if I'm, like, watching DVR, you know, so, it's, uh, TV commercials are dead, in my opinion, besides, like, the Super Bowl, and, right. like, big events like that, but, hit us up. <laughs> Social media commercials are the future, if you're watching or listening to this, like, you need someone to help you with social media commercials and to get that feeling. And some businesses have realized it. Like, uh, 
Restoration Coffee. I showed you uh, that article where the owner, Matt, I believe his name is, uh, he, the, the train was down and his coffee shop's right next to the Abington train station. And he went there and handed out free hot coffee to people. Like these people, Heather and Matt, I'm, I hope I'm right with the Matt part, I'm terrible with names, but they do so much like good for people. And it was awesome to see like an article get written about them. Yeah. And it doubles as excellent marketing. But then I look at their page, right? And they already have a social media commercial up. And it's a fee, it's a good, great social media commercial too. Like they did an amazing job on it. Yeah. And like, those, those are one of the people I want us to definitely interview. Like they said, they're down. So we definitely got to go up and see them. Soon. Absolutely. So, uh, but this, that's just a testament to like now, okay, this small little coffee shop, I think they even share a space with somebody if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, uh, is getting, you know, news coverage, which is attention. And then now these people go to their page and they're able to click this very well made, well thought out, beautiful image, you know, beautiful video commercial. And that like, to me, that made me fall completely in love with the business. Like after I was like, I've been following them personally. I saw that they had the coffee shop. I've been meaning to stop there because I'm a coffee addict, but I haven't, you know, and I, I saw all those things come together and I was like, wow, like they're doing it right. And this is what businesses need to learn. That's how to do it right. Mm -hmm. and I would lo I'd love to talk to them, to yeah. hear their story, where yeah. they started out, their struggles, their obstacles, how they got to the point where they said, you know what, let's go, let's go do this thing. And then all of a sudden, did they have any expectations? Did they know it was going to break out and they'd get huge coverage for it? Nope. Yeah. Probably not. Probably know. not. No, they just kind of, they were doing this thing. Yeah, I, I think so. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things you said on the last podcast that video editing is one of the necessary tools to being able to run an effective business. And, uh, you know, you and I were talking before the podcast about expanding on that. And I thought it was incredible. And I really want you to let these people know your thoughts, man, because it was great. I think it's going to be able to help a ton of people. Yeah. So basically what I was thinking is the kind of like, the, the fundamental things that every person should really be good at. And, and obviously, like if you're if you're good at these things, it's going to translate into being an effective CEO, business owner. Um, but it's, I mean, it just makes you happier, makes you a, a more efficient person. Mm -hmm. So I think single handedly, the most important thing is to be able to think. And it, it kind of sounds ridiculous. Like, oh, yeah, obviously. I think. I think thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> but like to, like thinking is a skill that you can practice. Like how do you practice thinking? <laughs> and the best way is writing. Because writing is essentially thinking on paper. Mm -hmm. And speaking, speaking does the same thing. It's yep. speaking in, instead of writing on paper, you're speaking into a microphone. Yep. So that's the same thing, thinking out loud. That's the most important thing because... It's just organizing your thoughts mm -hmm. and it's something that people can take for granted. Cause if you're just sitting on the couch and your thoughts might go from here to here, to here, to here, to here, to here. And there's nothing really controlling like anyone saying, Hey, that doesn't make any sense. You can't just string together six random things and make a paragraph. That's going to be a, a sloppy mess. So writing another thing is 
I mean, basic communication, yeah. right? So listening, listening is super important because if, if you have two people just talking, no one's listening, you're not going to get up the road. No. And you're going to be stuck in a dead point. And that's real listening. That's listening without feeling like you have to respond because a lot of the times I feel like people want to make it about them which leads to a terrible conversation and it makes the other person feel like you're not even listening to anything you say. So actually listen, respond when you have to or when you're supposed to, but don't talk over people and don't. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> yeah, that is the worst. We're looking at you, <laughs> token dead. <laughs> one, one sure way to not make friends is to talk over them. Don't let them finish a thought or idea. Inter interject. Um, Put them down, make fun of them. Like, don't just do your phone thing. while they talk. <laughs> that's like, that's one way. Get me out of here. Yeah. Uh, another thing uh, we kind of, I already kind of said it was speaking. Yeah. Being fluent in the way that you deliver sentences on the spot, on the fly. And that goes with thinking. You know, you have exactly. To, you have to think on the fly, to be able to speak on the fly. You know, if somebody throws something at you that you're not ready for, too bad. You know, you yeah. gotta deal with it. <laughs> they, they do go hand in hand, but like sometimes, I don't know if you've ever like seen an, uh, a writer being interviewed. Now, sometimes they're like, wow, this, this dude is like on point or this woman is on point. Yep. But sometimes they're like, they're a brilliant writer. They can put together a story, but put them in front of the camera and they just, they can't really. That's my older brother. Speak on the fly. Great writer. He's written literally old books. But if I put him in front of a camera, he would freeze up. Yeah, because like some people need time to organize their thoughts. Yeah. So speaking kind of gives takes that time away and makes you kind of really go now. This is what we're doing now. I got to get myself out of. I start a sentence one way. I need to quickly think of how to finish it without it sounding rocky. And it's okay to be a little nervous talking to people. You know, like. We're humans, you know, like that, that nervousness never really goes away. I even feel it sometimes, you know, I just have, because of years and years of stage performing, I figured out ways to just hide it. You know, like people don't even notice how nervous I am because they're not looking at the right body language because I'm distracting them with a smile or a head nod or something, you know, like right. just doing something that's like, they're not noticing how nervous I am. Like that's, sta that's stage performance and like the writing that came with writing songs and performing and then talking to people at shows. Yeah. That's amazing. It literally plays into every single point that amazing. I that. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's exactly right. And it makes uh, efficient speakers. Yeah. And then um, the other thing that I think is really important is storytelling. Mm. And storytelling is, I mean, fundamental, fundamentally human to be able to take a thought or an idea and then kind of aid somebody else to have that same thought or idea, but from their own, not, you can't just say, this is my idea. That's not going to work. Right. So you kind of, you kind of start with a story and then as the story progresses, the, the listener or the reader kind of, Oh yeah, mm -hmm. they, they have that thought or idea for themselves. Yep. And that's, that's how, I mean, it's communication at its finest. Yeah. I think those those real three, four, five points really especially important to to build self um, development, mm -hmm. right?
yeah, to become you guys, a better person. If you guys watching uh, have anything to add to that, that you think that small business owners slash entrepreneurs, you know, might need as a skill to like really hit the ground running, let us know in the comments below or uh, add us on Instagram at AA for Entrepreneurs or even email us AA for Entrepreneurs at gmail.com. So we're just, we're, I think that list, we, I think we need to make that a visual for AA for Entrepreneurs. Oh, because we should definitely do it's gonna, I think it's going to be definitely very helpful to people. That's what we're here for. That's all we're here for. That's, That's what like we say every podcast. We're just a couple of schmucks. We're not the gurus. No. But we do have some good advice that can help other people. And uh, like that's the, like our oxygen, I think. It is. Yeah. Helping other people and doing what we love. You yeah. Know? I mean, you, can, you can't beat that. You can't beat that. We're turning down like opportunities to make a lot of money, to do things that we enjoy. Yep. It's, it's a risk. Yep. But at the end of the day, you get to help people and kind of guide them along. Cause I mean, if you look at entrepreneurship, it's a journey, yeah. right? So you'll, you'll start off being like, I hate my job or like, I don't hate my job. I just, I, I love this other thing. Or I know this isn't right. Like, this yes. Thing, something doesn't feel right. It feels odd. Yeah. So you start with that. Like I've never done, I've never sold a Snickers bar in my life or like anything. Right. And then you get to a point where you're like, okay, I've tried starting a business. I've tried launching an artistic career. I've tried doing this. And then let's say you try this, 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 and then like you move down, down the path of entrepreneurship. So like, let's say we're four, four steps into this journey. That's miles, miles long. long. Like we're only a foot in, but like that's a foot more than some people like saying, I, I'm just starting out. Mm -hmm. And what mistakes have you made so that I can make my own mistakes and not make those ones? Yeah, yeah it's foolish to make the same mistakes as other people have made. <laughs> Learn from other people's mistakes, you know. If they do happen naturally and you're, you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah. It, there's a lot of trial and error in all of this. Lots and lots and lots of trial and error. Like going back to my point. A few months ago, like people thought I was crazy when I started making deodorants and beard balms and like, what are you doing, dude? Are you okay? Is everything all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm just creating. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, and I didn't try. I didn't even get waters. it. I didn't even get it at the time. Literally, like, I didn't understand where this was all going. I was just like, I kind of like this. This is cool. Like making my own product and selling it on Etsy. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice. So I'm, uh, I'm actually just starting to try to sell something else. I've never sold anything on Etsy, but like we talked about before, I, I ended up making these uh, pieces of rope that you use to help climb a rope. It's yep. like a training aid. Yep. And by the end of today, those should be up on Etsy and, and eBay and, and Facebook. So that's, that's an exciting venture. For so me. by the time you all are listening to this or watching this, it should be up. Links will be in the comments for it. And Give, uh, gives you strong forearms. I definitely want to try it. I got to start working out more. It's one of those things. Everybody's like, you're getting so skinny, man. I'm like, I don't know. I'm eating fine. I'm just I'm eating and I'm just working. Yeah. I haven't been working out. That's the problem is yeah. I'm not building any muscle. So like, while I am literally like, go, 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 go all the time. I'm not building any like muscle to get bigger. I'm, you know. Yeah. This is what it is. I still feel good. Right. It's, feel it's all at the end of the day, dude, it's all about feeling good. And okay. I mean, if you want to work out, you do something small. Just yeah. get into it, and then I got to figure out something. Just kind of weird because it's so close. You know what I mean? And 
there's so many different classes and stuff here and you work out here all the time so it's like built-in gym partner <laughs> yeah why not right it's in working out with somebody else oh, it's the best i can't do it I'm, I'm very bad at working out alone it's like it's hard to get the motivation yeah yeah but i was actually i was instructing a uh, a class uh, last week and it was actually just me and and one other person and we we're like all right well i'm not just gonna like sit here and like watch you work out let's let's back and forth so like she would work out and then I would work out. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm doing way more just because I'm working out with you than I would be by myself. Mm -hmm. Like she was like at one point, like, okay, do eight, aim for eight. And in my head, I'm like, all right, I'll do 10. <laughs> I, would, I would have stopped at six. Yeah. You know? Yep. So it's just like getting, getting somebody to work out with is the most important thing. Because then, and then not only that, it's like pushing you harder. Yep. But you're obligated, like, okay, we're meeting up at this time. You're accountable to somebody else, right. not just yourself. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. I think that's, yeah, we talked about Gary too much this podcast, but he, he says that all the time. He's like, I was in fucking terrible shape, you know? And I hired a personal trainer, and now I feel like I can't let him down, and I'm in the best shape of my life. <laughs> it's really words to the wise. That was, when I was in the best shape, sorry to cut you off. That's when right. I was in the best shape of my life, like living in Wyoming, I was hanging out with my buddy Dylan, who's like a gym addict. That dude's in there like twice a day and he's great physique, dude. Like he's a beast. And working out with him was just like, you know, he'd flex in front of the mirror and I'm like, oh, all right, I'm getting there. I'm getting to, yeah. I'm getting to you. <laughs> you know? And him being able to, you know, trust somebody. Like when you're lifting and you're, uh -huh. you're pushing to that next max, like you're bench pressing, you're like, oh man, those two hurt. Like, I don't know if I should do two more, but if you got a partner, you're like, I could probably do four more. Like you're saying, you're like, ah, and then they're like, come on, come on. You're like, yes, yes, yes. Ah, and they help you like just a tiny bit to finish, you know? Yeah. And because of that, you just push yourself three and a half times harder than you would have. That's and, growth. Yeah. It feels good. It feels good. <laughs> like you go, you go into something like, all right, I'm going to do this. This is my goal. I'm going to get a six pack. So you work for months and months and then you finally get a six pack and then you look back on it like not only did I work on getting a six pack, but all these other areas of my life started growing too because they fall back on each other. Mm -hmm. One gives you the confidence to do another thing mm -hmm. and then that other thing gives you the confidence to go back to this. Yep. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing. Now, a second ago you had mentioned Gary V again. I was thinking like Gary V has like such an amazing life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you were to pick one thing that you're really envious of, like, oh, I envy that about Gary V's life. And I don't mean like envy as in like that's an ugly word. You know, it's more like admire. Mm -hmm. What do you, what about his life do you admire most? Oh man. Uh I admire his, his transparency in, in most things. You know, like he doesn't show his family and stuff much, which I definitely respect, but he's very uh transparent with a lot of the stuff he puts out there. You know, he's not scared to tell people about his failures. He brags about his failures, you know, like that's so amazing to me that somebody would brag about taking a bunch of L's. Right. And that's something that I'm learning how to do too, because, you know, every failure really is a lesson. It's, it's not just a, a catchphrase, you know, like it's, it's a real thing. And, you know, the other part that I'm jealous of is that he has a personal trainer. That'd be cool. <laughs> it would be nice to travel all around with me and always be with me and, make me eat better and <laughs> keep you fit. Yeah. You're making my meal plans for me and working out with me, making my workout plans for me. All I got to do is show up. This is great. <laughs> <laughs>
I need that. <laughs> right. How about you? Um, I, I'd say I'm envious that he's got like the freedom, mm. you know, I mean, he's got, he's got the cash to do what he wants and he's doing what he, he wants. He's to work his face off still. Yeah, he loves it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I envy his work ethic, you know, yeah. cause he's, he's out there every single day. Now I look at kind of, I look at Gary's life as a CEO and I think, I don't think I'd necessarily want that. Because like the, the way that he lives his life constantly in and out of meetings around people all day. I don't know. This is just a thought that every once in a while, I'll think, I, do I want that? Mm-hmm. Is meetings all day, every day. Is that the type of work that I want to be doing? I don't know. I don't know if that's exactly me, but I, I, env- I envy the work ethic. Mm-hmm. Oh, every it makes day. You feel lazy as shit. I'm like, oh, I put out a podcast once a week. Uh, he puts one out once a day. <sighs> I can't beat Gary. <laughs> like there's just no beat in his work ethic. What yeah, do you, what do you think is like something that annoys you about Gary V a little bit? What? Ooh, that's a, that's a good. <laughs> I don't even think about that. What annoys? I feel me? like somebody always has something that. Yeah, like with every mentor, right? Every mentor that you have, you you admire, 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 and then all of a sudden, at one point, you're like, oh, I hate that. About <laughs> right, right. There's always that one thing. What is it about Gary that um, he used to be big on interrupting people? I hated that. Yeah, I feel it, like the more people have complained about it, he's the he's toned it back. It. He's yeah. toned it back. He's like, okay, yeah, that's shitty. Yeah. I shouldn't be doing. That. <laughs> uh, he and a lot of the times I'll listen to him talking to other people, and he'll always say like, no. Like somebody will say something, he'll be like, well, no. And then he'll say his own point and his own point happens to be like ingenious because mm-hmm. he's Gary. But the way that he shuts other people down, I think is annoying. I find that one of the things that I was annoyed with until I understood it, he really does like see ahead of the conversation where it's going. He already knows what you're going to say. Yeah. So before you make that excuse, he's saying, no, stop. So like before you even have that action of that negative thought, he's literally stop. No, stop it. Stop it right there. And then he bring, brings you to something that's more positive. In my mind, that's what it seems like. It. In, in what I meant by like, uh, not like giving somebody advice, because I totally agree with like, no, that's a bad train of thought. But what I was kind of like thinking of is like him having an interview with a fellow entrepreneur and they're both just having a conversation. <clears throat> And they'll say something like uh, maybe a reasoning for why they believe in something. And sounds like completely logical. Like, yeah, that's, that's how that person like lives. And then he'll kind of like say, no, no, that's not the way. Or I, I can't, it's hard thinking of the exact. Mm, uh, the verbiage of it, yeah. Yeah, and like the exact circumstance it went down. But like, I totally agree with, like if somebody's got a negative thought, like, oh, I don't know. I'm just kind of, I don't know. And like, just cut it out. Yeah, stop. stop. Stop it. No, like you can be, you can be negative in that. I don't, I don't think that's annoying at all. What do you think? What do you, what do you find annoying about what Gary does? Oh man. It's hard. It is. I, I, I really, it's gotta be just interrupting. I hate when people talk over me. I hate it. Like when, when I'm making a point, and I'm, I'm like going on a path and I'm talking and everything's going smoothly. And then they interrupt my thought, make it about them. And then I'm like, where was I again? Oh, I got to pick up on that momentum again. Never mind. <laughs> you know, I just yeah. have to keep it up half the time. Like, 
well, that wasn't worth it. You're just going to talk over me. What's the point of even talking? You know. Right. And, and when I do get a chance to talk, you're like, you don't even listen. You don't listen to the person. Like that's that is super annoying. Yeah. You're totally right on that one. It's it's impossible to like having a conversation with someone that doesn't know how to have a conversation is annoying. <laughs> they always the yeah, they always go back to selfish or yeah. sometimes like they complain all the time. Like oh my god, you're bringing me down. And that goes back to you know those skills that you listed are actually just really good people skills. Like real to be a good human, I think you know like listening to somebody and actually listening because if you're like constantly making it about yourself you're constantly thinking about yourself during that interaction and you're not thinking fully about what they're saying you're missing points you're just not fully in it. its root yeah it you is. know just sometimes you have to just shut up and listen literally just boils down to that and we're, we were we got into this conversation after the token dead podcast where they <laughs> Love to interrupt. <laughs> you guys are so good at that. Oh, pros. I love you guys, but that's definitely something to, to work on. And we've, we've talked to them about that, but we had the conversation of like, why don't we do that? Like, how do, how do we just, we, we, we like, we speak and it's like, I'm, I'm going. And then you, you like join it and interject it and then take it another way. And then I just like join it, interject it, go another way. It's like, it's like splicing rope. Yeah. <laughs> back and forth and I mean that's I think that comes from years and years of practice of talking yeah. with people right yeah. listening and understanding that listening people skills right so you I mean thing is you've probably found this whenever you get you find a person that listens at the end of the conversation you're like wow that, that was a great conversationalist good. what a great conversation that was they're and, such a good person yeah and then sometimes you'll go back and be like well I did Mostly, yeah, yeah, mostly that person asked about me and I talked about myself, but wow, it was great. And it's, it's, it's tough to kind of, to, to go back and forth. There was this is one woman who uh, I used to work for. She was my manager at a, a company where I used to sell uh, crystal in China. Hmm. And uh, she was like the, pe- she was such a people person. And this was a couple of years back when I was really like reading into communication skills it's a it's a craft you need to work at it. Mm-hmm. and i was like i went i used to go into conversation like okay how can i turn the conversation and redirect it towards something that this person likes mm-hmm. and i was talking to her on the phone like hey it's so nice to talk to you again how's everything and then all of a sudden i had this idea i, I threw the baton i tossed the baton back so she could talk about her and then all of a sudden she tossed, she tossed it back and I lost track and completely lost track of my <laughs> focus. I'm like, wow, she's the best, yeah. you know? And it's a, it's a really nice thing to, to talk to somebody that's interested in what you have to say. And basically at the end of the day, uh, being a good conversationalist is super important because it makes the people around you feel good. Mm-hmm. And what, what better can you do than that? Yeah. You know, make other people feel good. Right on, dude. I love it. I love like, just seeing other people happy because of something I did for them. Like, it's like, it, it, it doesn't take, you know, really like money or, or anything like that. It just takes like an action of like caring about somebody and just seeing them happy from it. It's such a overwhelmingly good feeling. <laughs> yeah. I remember, uh, this was year, this was years ago, but I had like a bunch of change, like quarters. Yep. So I, I went into the, I think it was like stop and shop and, they have like these 
like little like toy and candy dispensers yeah. lined up. So I just kind of took my quarters and I put them all inside the little candy di- dispenser so that when little kids would walk by, like, oh, yes. And it's like win a little victory or a little like toy ring or something. And it's just those little kind of those little things that make you feel good. Like, oh, I just made like some little kids day. Yep. Yeah, a few, a few. Of them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, unless there was one, one kid that was like, "Wait a second, they're one, all lined up." <laughs> one that would have been one. me. I'd have been like, "Oh, one's there. Oh man, look at, oh hell yeah, come up." <laughs> that's that's awesome, dude. Yeah, you do a lot of good things for people, and it's 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 inspiring. You know, like you're talking about your your couch to pull up program, being being able to bring somebody not even able to do a single pull up to being able to do one. Yeah, it's actually last last week. This is it's so great, like seeing seeing them progress because everybody's getting like significantly better. That's awesome. Yeah, so I mean, no one has actually been able to do a full pull up yet, but it's like, oh, we're we're going down that. We're so, on that river to do a pull up. Do you have ways to like during those classes that they're like cheap pull ups? You know how they have like cheap push ups? You know what I mean? Yeah, like to, just to make them a little easier. Yeah, like for for pull ups. Um, the, the easiest thing to do is to kind of get into the position of doing a pull-up. So, right, like, say you're just hanging from a bar like this and your ears are kind of like touching your shoulders. Bring your shoulders, your scapulas back. So when you're hanging, and that's the first step, is to kind of just do that over and over again. And that's, I call it, uh, it's a shrug. Yeah. So that's going to kind of like put you in the position to do a pull-up. And then there's uh, workups that you can kind of like call it like a body row. Or an Australian pull-up where you're hanging underneath a, like a bench bar, yeah. and then you, you're so you're sideways. It's almost like a reverse push-up. Like exactly, yeah. exactly like a reverse pull-up, and in different angles. So your body can be at this angle. That's going to be easier than this, and then this, and then with your feet up, that's going to be hard. You know, like if you can crank these out with your arms here, your feet here, and just start pulling up this way. You're right around the bend to being able to do a full pull up, and then this. We'll work after the after no, this. Right. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. You keep talking. Yeah. So the next the next stage once your feet are up, again is a, is a pull up, and then another way that you can kind of work on that is to do assisted pull ups So you can use these, you can girth hitch a band. Did you get, did you get it? Got two of them. Nice. Oh, I could have done more, but I was like, ah, I'll just stop there and hurt myself. So then like the, another easy thing to do is to use resistance, the bands. You, you girth hitch it to the, the bar, you put it in your knee or you step into it. And then that reduces the force that you need to pull up. Yep. That can be tricky sometimes, though, because people will get used to using that and they won't use the lighter one. They'll just like, oh, OK, I can do 12 of these. That's it. It's really important to make it so that you can't do 12. Yep. Start with like, OK, I can do four. Nice. Four doesn't sound impressive to anyone, but it is because yep. that's probably Start. probably four better than you could do before. Yep. And then maybe next time you do five, seven, eight. Now you're at 12 doing something harder. You hit 12, make it harder again. You can only do four. It sucks. You just had to do that all, all the way. You traveled all that way. You start back at four. Yes. But it's it's important to to doing these steps. It's just persistence and patience right. to doing pull-ups. Literally, pull-ups equal life. If you, if you can yeah. learn how to do a pull-up, you could probably learn how to be better in life. Crush it. <laughs> Crushing it. Absolutely. 
Hey, pun intended. Um, do you have anything else that went on this past week that, what dude? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to, to, to kind of laugh a little bit. What the hell happened with your car? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I'm, this is actually good. This is more of like personal life stuff, but, uh, I just found out that the registration to climb Denali was passed and I've got like an orientation date for the summer. Nice. So that like we get talk with the ranger in Alaska and like, okay, his uh, do's and don'ts. Here's how to best not lose your fingers. But <laughs> look, what I've been doing is really going out to Blue Hills and hiking with a heavy backpack every couple of days. Yeah, you put a bag of what, 60 pounds sand or something? Yeah, the, the, this bag probably weighs like three or four pounds. Then I, I carry a 50 pound bag of sand and then sometimes my camera. So it ends up being about 60 pounds. And then uh, I walk up and down that mountain. So what happened was I pulled in and I'm like, all right, finally I traveled 30 minutes to get here. Here we go. I, uh, I had just listened to a comedian tell a wicked funny joke. So I was like buzzing off that, like laughing and analyzing how that I thought that was funny. So I, I get out, I, I hook my keys onto my bag, get out. Walk the door, close the door, walk around, go to unlock. Fuck. Door's locked. No. The keys are, I can see them. They're, they're latched onto my backpack in the front seat. I'm like, oh, God damn it. So I locked my keys in my car and it was cold. All of my stuff was in the front seat. I'm like, fuck, dude. <laughs> I mean, like, it happens, but. I've never and never locked my keys in my car before. And it's funny because a month ago, I re-upped my AAA Good thing. membership <laughs> card. I've never used it. I've had it for like <laughs> six years. And I, I had to use it. So I, I called the guy. I'm like, hey, um, yeah, this happened. And apparently it happens all the time because she, yep. she was talking to me like it's normal. I did it like three times in my life. It fucking happens. <laughs> and uh, she's like, okay, well, we'll have somebody there in 35 minutes. Hang tight. I'm like, all right, cool. Thanks. So I set an alarm on my phone for 20 minutes. I'm like, it's, if I just sit here, I'm going to freeze. Miserable. Yeah. So I ended up backpackless. I ran up to the top of the hill. And then it was like just hitting 20 minutes. Like I still had 15 minutes to get down. Mm -hmm. And then I get a phone call saying, hey, there's somebody there for you. Oh, <laughs> be so, right there. Yeah, so I ran down the hill and finally got into my car. But that was that was this my yesterday. <laughs> Just gotta overcome it, man. And then and then you end up going for a hike with the backpack on yeah. still. Yep. After running up and down the hill like a psycho. Right. <laughs> Just yeah. kidding. That's I man. I wish I I've I do pretty good with blue hills, but I don't think I could run up and down like. Yeah, winded like a quarter of the way through. I'm like, all right, you slow down. Yeah. Running, what I found about running down a hill is we actually, this kind of made me remember when we did Frankenstein Cliff. That is so much fun. Oh my God, yeah. It is so fun running downhill. It's kind of like snowboarding, except you, you're on your feet. <laughs> and you got to not miss a step so you don't snap your ankle and bash your head off a rock. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's ice. You can't step on ice. You yep. can't step on wet rocks or anything. Everything's got to be, you got to, stay on the trail so yep. there's like so many things that you know excuse me you gotta stay focused on it's it's a treat yeah for the mind yeah i need to go on a winter hike or something i don't like, 
Never a fan gear. of cold weather, but gear, gear is key. <laughs> yeah, it's super important. Like when I when I gear up, I got I've got a base a thick base layer, and then I have like a secondary base layer, which is like a really thin fleece, and then I have a a thicker fleece vest, and then I have a windbreak that's also kind of repels water, and then I have a a fleece another like a thicker north face typical north face, and then a down parker, and then a shell. So there's like eight layers. Yeah. <laughs> and like at the end of the day, like when you're out in the cold, like, eh, it's not so bad when you're prepared for it. Yeah. As soon as you're like in jeans and even like a jeans and a parka and it's 20 degrees out, it can be cold because your legs. Yeah. People lose a lot of a lot of steam from their legs. I wear moccasins too much. They're not very warm. <laughs> Gives you strong feet. But yeah, dude, we'll, we'll go... Uh, Get some winter hikes in. For sure. I I think that's... Oh, uh, look, um, this Thursday, the 20th, I'm releasing the first interview from the Harvest Cup series. It'll be shared on the AA for Entrepreneurs page. Uh, so make sure to check that out. The first one is a little bit of a tearjerker, at least for me. Uh, very, very... Real emotional. Very emotional story. I'm, I'll show you that once we're done, done with this because it's, it's such a good story, seriously. Um, that'll be from uh, Hippie Chick LLC. So look forward to that. And then we have the uh, podcast video coming out on Friday the 21st. And uh, yeah, we're going to be doing a bunch more interviews coming up soon. Got a bunch of people lined up. Like we said, last week, 2019 is the year for interviews for us. We're going to go super hard, bring you guys more value packed episodes than ever before. And uh Thank you so much for growing with us in 2018. I think we have one more episode left of the year after this. And uh, 2018, man, it's been yeah, incredible. It has been. 2019 is going to be a good one. Even better. It's going to be even better. So, uh, again, thank you guys and girls for listening and watching. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening on Apple Podcast, and uh, leave us a review too. We, we definitely need to hear some more feedback from y'all, and thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll catch you later. Peace. Hey, do you wanna do the quick, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, anchor. You wanna do the anchor the, thing? The 30 second anchor clip? Do you wanna just like talk about it real quick? Oh. You know okay. how like that they have, they have us do that, right? Yeah. Uh, usually it's just We're automatic. Here. Oh, so we actually... Don't, we don't have to talk about it. No. Oh, there we go. Another one in the books.